Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast.
early on the first day of the week, the disciples of Jesus went to the tomb where he had been buried, only to find that the stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. Friends, we gather here as Christ's disciples on this first day of the week to celebrate the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. He is risen indeed. And let us uh, celebrate this miraculous news through song. Please rise for opening hymn and sing loud and joyfully. Please join me in reading the lighting of the Christ candle responsively. 
May the light of Christ, rising in glory, illumine our hearts and minds. Christ our light. Thanks be to God. Christ our light. Thanks be to God. And Christ our light. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading the call to worship responsibly. Rejoice and be glad. This is the day that the Rejoice and be glad. Heaven and earth will never be the same. Rejoice and be glad. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Alleluia. Resurrection, God of new life, new promises, new chances. Please open our eyes to see the new light of this day. Open our hearts to believe the good news that you rose from the dead. Open our lips to share the news of the empty tomb, and open our arms to love one another as you love us. Remind us again that the humility of the tomb, not the power of death, is the path you have set for us as your followers, as we seek to fulfill your prayer that we all be one. Amen.
This is Easter morning, the day that our Savior rose from the dead to show us just how much God loves us and how much we are in God's care and offering that promise that nothing can separate us from God's love. And so in that spirit, let us come to God in confession. And please pray with me uh, the prayer in the bulletin. Almighty God, in raising Jesus from the grave, you shattered the power of sin and death. We confess that we remain captive to doubt and fear, bound by the ways that lead to death. We overlook the poor and the hungry and pass by those who mourn. We are deaf to the cries of the oppressed and indifferent to calls for peace. We despise the weak and abuse the earth you made. Forgive us, God of mercy. Help us to trust your power to change our lives and make us new, that we may know the joy of life abundant given in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a human being, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human being. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. My friends, hear the good news that in Jesus Christ you are forgiven. forgiven. And may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Take a moment and share the peace of Christ with your neighbors.
be seated. This is Easter, so hallelujah, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Good to have you all here at Plymouth, and I hope you uh, enjoyed some muffins before worship, uh, and I invite you to enjoy some more after worship. Uh, (laughs) And uh, take muffins and leave money. This is all so the kids can go to camp. All this money goes to help support our our kids to go to camp, to summer camp. So please, please do be generous uh, and take the muffins uh, home. Yes. Thank you. Uh, And thank you to Kay and everyone else that helped set up. It was beautiful in the fellowship room this morning. It looked very, very Eastery to match just how wonderfully Eastery it looks like outside. So, oh, I actually had my. My sort of Easter dinner was last night with some friends, and they have a cabin about an hour north of here. And going to the cabin, I was just in this little lake, and it felt so much more like I was going to my to a Christmas celebration, traipsing through the snow and the ice and, and the wet and the fog. It was like, geez, it does not feel like Easter. But we do have a lot of beautiful flowers, so thank you all. Uh, who donated those, and thanks to Barb uh, and Larry and everyone else who helped decorate the space for Easter uh, and make it look so beautiful in here. I, I saw a picture, uh, one of the pastors over at St. John's Lutheran posted a picture of their sanctuary uh, yesterday, and they had up in the altar uh, chancel area this beautiful row of lilies and a beautiful row of daffodils and just like us, a beautiful row of tulip stems. With no, with no flowers in them. So we do have tulips, but they will, they will bloom during the Easter season for us. Uh, and we also have a new banner. You probably noticed this is the last of the banners uh, from the Lenore Tubbs Memorial Fund. Uh, we got this just last week. One development, our banner maker, finished it up. Very bright, very beautiful. Uh, after worship, uh, come on up and take a close look at it. There's a lot of incredible... Uh, small details in there and, and stitching and then that uh, right one with the flowers there's a lot of stitching of leaves in there, it's quite beautiful and remarkable and it's a bright colors for Easter resurrection uh, is anything else need to go over in the, in the life of the church Morgan Okay. Very good. Script cards will also be available after worship. Thank you for that. Okay. And then I remind you, next Sunday is first Sunday of the month, so we'll have uh, communion and take our St. Francis food pantry offering. The potluck is going to be in two weeks. Uh, on April 14th, we'll have a potluck, and Klezmazel will also be here to lead worship on April 14th, uh, our Klezmer, in-house Klezmer band. It's always very enjoyable. Uh, if nothing else, then let us... Paul? Oh, yes, yeah, if you have any DVDs out yet, uh, please bring those back from the movie thing. 
Uh, let us uh, continue then with worship. So I invite Sam is going to share the Old Testament lesson with us. The Old Testament lesson for today comes from Isaiah. Pay close attention now. I'm creating new heavens and a new earth. All the earlier troubles, chaos, and pain are things of the past to be forgotten. Look ahead with joy. Anticipate what I'm creating. I'll create Jerusalem as sheer joy. Create my people as pure delight. I'll take joy in Jerusalem. Take delight in my people. No more sounds of weeping in the city. No cries of anguish. No more babies dying in the cradle or old people who don't enjoy a full lifetime. 100 birthdays will be considered normal. Anything less will seem like a cheat. They'll build houses and move in. They'll plant fields and eat what they grow. No more building a house that some outsider takes over. No more planting fields that some enemy confiscates. For my people will be as long-lived as trees. My chosen ones will have satisfaction in their work. They won't work and have nothing come of it. They won't have children snatched out from under them. For they themselves are plantings blessed by God. With their children and grandchildren, likewise, God blessed. Before they call out, I'll answer. Before they've finished speaking, I'll have heard. Wolf and lamb will graze the same meadow. Lion and ox eat straw from the same trough. But snakes... They'll get a diet of dirt. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill anywhere on my holy mountain, says God. Thank you. We read from the Gospel of John this morning. Each of the Gospels has a... The story of the resurrection uh, and uh, the disciples going to the tomb. And this Easter, we are reading from John's gospel. So hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through these words of John's gospel. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, And said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciples who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? 
She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? And supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary! And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbanai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that she had seen these things to her. And here ends the reading. And thanks be to God. Imagine this first miraculous day. This very first Easter. We are very lucky where we are in time. We know how Jesus' journey to the cross ends. We already know the whole story. We go through it every year, and we read the story of Palm Sunday and that triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and we read it knowing how it ends, knowing that it ends in disaster and then in Easter. We read the story of the betrayal, of the arrest, of the trial, the denials, the disciples fleeing, the crucifixion, and the burial. But we read this every year knowing how it ends. We know how the story ends. We know that burial is not the finale of that story. For us, it's it's just retelling a story that we already know, like uh, retelling the story of Goldilocks or the Wizard of Oz or something that we all know very well. We know how it ends. These first followers of Jesus didn't know. They didn't know. That story hadn't been written yet because they were the story. They were living the story. It was being written as they lived it. The ending was not written for them until it happened. They didn't know that Easter was coming. Jesus had had mentioned it, but they didn't seem to really quite comprehend it or get it. And so for them, Jesus was very much buried and very much dead. Definitely dead and gone. They had buried their friend and spent a day wondering what would happen to their movement without their leader, wondering if they even had a movement. Was this thing that they had been doing even worth doing anymore, or was it just a big useless lie and a waste of time? Were they fools to ever have gotten involved with this guy, this Jesus who had been crucified and buried? Because Jesus wasn't just a teacher of of a new morality. His disciples, the people that were with them, they thought he was the Messiah. More than just a mentor or a good friend or a teacher or a miracle worker, he was to be the Messiah, the one who was going to save Israel, the one who would bring God's liberation and salvation to a people who have, uh, throughout their history, who had known occupation and exile and destruction and slavery. That's who he was supposed to be. 
and they had just buried him. They just buried him after he was executed uh, by the violent privilege of the empire that some thought he was supposed to overthrow. Whatever he was about to do, it looked like he lost. It didn't happen. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? All of your hopes and dreams were in this man, and you just buried him. Do you run away? Do you just lock yourself up in a room in despair? Kick yourself for being so foolish to ever get involved with this guy for wasting three years of your life? Or do you remember like Mary Magdalene does that whatever may or may not happen, may not have happened, you loved that man. He was your friend. Even if maybe he was a fraud about what you thought he was, he was still your friend and you loved him and so you do what what love does. You act in love. You go to the tomb to take care of the body like you're supposed to. Deal with the emotions, uh, deal with uh, the truth and the facts later, but right now there's a body to be taken care of. There's one last thing to do before you can really say goodbye to this person that you thought was special. There's a body to be anointed as you had just anointed it a week ago with costly nard, anointing his feet with your hair and his tears. And you did that at a meal with the brother that he had just raised from the dead. If one last duty of love at least to do, you go, uh, so you go to the tomb in the darkness of early morning. And you get to the tomb and there's nothing there. The stone's been rolled away. There's no body inside. There's just some linens. And so you run back and you tell the other disciples and a couple of them run to the tomb to take a look and they look in and see that you were telling the truth that it is indeed empty and they run back home. But you stay. You stay and you weep, as Mary wept here in despair, maybe, or sadness. Or maybe, maybe she was uh, certainly sad and wondering what had happened to the body, but I wonder if there were some tears of hope here, some tears of uh, the joy of hope that maybe those words that Jesus had spoken earlier, that he was going to die and would rise from the dead, maybe He was right. Maybe some of Mary's tears are tears of hope that he might have been telling the truth, that it could all be real. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be impressive? If you were right about who you thought that man was. And we now, in 2013, we know it's true because we're on this side of that story. But at the time, Mary didn't. Not yet. She's still at an empty tomb. And then a man shows up that she thinks is the gardener until he calls her by name. Mary. Mary. He says to her. And she recognizes him. The power of a name, especially when spoken by someone who loves you and that you love. 
There's something special in the way that people that you know and are intimate with, whether they be your significant other or spouse, uh, friends, family, when your name is spoken in love, it sounds different than when a stranger says your name. Jesus knew her, and he says, Mary, and she recognizes him. She knows it's him. She knows that he's returned back to life. He has stepped back into her story. A step back into her story. The story is not fully written yet, just as Jesus has stepped into our story through this event uh, and stepped into our story to let us know that we are loved and that he will never abandon us, that he is always, always part of our story because he has made us part of his story. And we continue, at least almost 2,000 years later, to continue to live that story. To be Christ's disciples, to spread the word, to spread the good news, and to live as Christ called us to live. Because Jesus is part of us, and we are part of Jesus. I want to read a very old sermon goes back to the 4th century, so 1,700 uh, or so years old. Uh, This was given by St. John Chrysostom, one of the great mystics of the early church. Uh, This is a homily that's still read in in many of the Orthodox churches today, meditation on Easter. I'm going to end with this. If anyone is devout and a lover of God, let them enjoy this beautiful and radiant festival. If anyone is a grateful servant, let them, rejoicing, enter into the joy of his Lord. If anyone has wearied themselves in fasting, let them now receive recompense. If anyone has labored from the first hour, let them today receive the just reward. If anyone has come at the third hour with thanksgiving, let them feast. If anyone has arrived at the sixth hour, Let them have no misgivings, for they shall suffer no loss. If anyone has delayed until the ninth hour, let them draw near without hesitation. If anyone has arrived even at the eleventh hour, let them not fear on account of tardiness. For the master is gracious and receives the last, even as the first. He gives rest to him that comes at the eleventh hour, just as to him who has labored from the first. He has mercy upon the last and cares for the first. To the one he gives and to the other he is gracious. He both honors the work and praises the intention. Enter all of you, therefore, into the joy of our Lord, and whether first or last, receive your reward. O rich and poor, one with another, dance for joy. O you ascetics and you negligent, celebrate the day. You that have fasted and you that have disregarded the fast, rejoice today. The table is rich laden. Feast royally, all of you. The calf is fatted. Let no one go forth hungry. Let all partake of the feast of faith. Let all receive the riches of goodness. Let no one lament their poverty, for the universal kingdom has been revealed. Let no one mourn their transgressions, for pardon has dawned from the grave. And let no one fear death, for the Savior's death has set us free.
He that was taken by death has annihilated it. He descended into Hades and took Hades captive. He embittered it when it tasted his flesh. And anticipating this, Isaiah exclaimed, Hades was embittered when it encountered thee in the lower regions. It was embittered for it was abolished. It was embittered for it was mocked. It was embittered for it was purged. It was embittered for it was despoiled. It was embittered for it was bound in chains. It took a body and came upon God. It took earth and encountered heaven. It took what it saw but crumbled before what it had not seen. O death, where is thy sting? O Hades, where is thy victory? For Christ is risen and you are overthrown. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns. Christ is risen and not one dead remains in a tomb. For Christ, being raised from the dead, has become the first fruits of them that have slept. And to him be glory and might unto the ages of ages. Amen and amen. all who are able to rise for our hymn. Hallelujah, hallelujah. to heaven and voices raise
please be seated. In the very early first years of the church, baptism was reserved for uh, Easter. Uh, in many places and for quite a long time, people that were looking to enter the church uh, and to become a Christian would go through a long catechism uh, and then uh, be baptized on Easter. And then all of those who had already been baptized Easter was the day of affirming, reaffirming those baptismal vows. And so we will do that as well this morning. Come to the water. Come you who are thirsty, thirsty for justice, thirsty for the divine, thirsty for love, or just plain thirsty from walking through a wilderness that seems to never end or to never provide a moment of refreshment. Come to the water, for the water speaks to us about God's recreative acts of love. Water over which the Spirit hovered in the beginning. Water that cleansed the earth for a new birth. Water that divided to make a freedom path for slaves, birthing a new nation. Water that bathed our Savior at his baptism. Water that was changed to wine to fill a wedding with joy and the water that became the wine and the cup of salvation. Water. Our bath, our tomb, our womb. Water by which we are adopted as daughters and sons of our Creator to become new selves for all who are thirsty. Jesus offers the water of his life. I invite all who would like to uh, affirm or renew your baptismal vows to stand and join me in the rest of this uh, renewal liturgy, litany here. Friends, on this day of resurrection, we remember Christ's baptism as we remember our own baptism, through which we die to our old selves and are reborn as a new creation in Christ. Do you affirm your renunciation of all that is contrary to Jesus' command to love? Do you affirm your commitment to living by the way of Jesus Christ? Will you continue to expand the boundaries of your faith through worship, prayer, table fellowship, and acts of love? Will I ask for God's help to keep me faithful? And let us pray. Gracious God, Bless this water by your Holy Spirit that it remind us of our baptism into Jesus Christ, our Savior, who taught us that living and loving are entwined. And sisters and brothers, let this water speak to you remembrance of your baptism. We remember once again that we are claimed by God and that God's claim is a forever promise. Eternal God, you come to us in Jesus Christ give us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit. Forgive us and welcome us as your sons and daughters. And bless us now with the grace we need to fulfill what we have promised and to remain faithful to your Son, Jesus. Amen.
please be seated. It is time in our service of worship to offer back to God some of what we have received so that the mission and work of this church may continue. Our morning offering will now be received. Let us say together the prayer of dedication. Living God, you have given us so much in Jesus Christ, hope, joy, and peace. Above all, you have given us life. What can we give in return? If the whole world were ours, it would not be enough. What little we have, we humbly offer to you. Thousand, thousand thanks are due, dearest Jesus, unto you. Amen. Please be seated. And we gather on this Easter morning to pray for one another and for the world. Uh, so I ask if there are any joys or concerns I'd like to pray for this morning. 
I will say first, uh, I did uh, hear from Mimi that she is back in town. Her trip was successful uh, selling her sister's house uh, and all those goods, and so she has come back to us safe and sound. So that is good, and she will be back in the office tomorrow. So we'll pray for her, uh, and also keep B. Hancock uh, in your prayers. She was uh, at, uh, I can't think of the name, where John, her husband is, Heritage. Uh, she's been volunteering there uh, now that John uh, is living over at Heritage, and uh, she tried to go in a door as someone else was trying to come out uh, and was one of those, you know, reaching for the door as it's not there anymore uh, and fell down and cracked a couple of ribs and in a fair amount of pain from that. So keep her in your prayers. Anything else? Barbara. Okay, will? Will. Going through a bad infection. Very good. Yes, Kathy. That's very nice. Jamie and Katie, right? Okay. Good to have you with us this morning. Any other choice? Oh, okay. Safe journeys to Wausau. All right. That is where your Easter feast is happening this afternoon? Okay. Okay. Very good. And one daughter in Germany. Very nice. Okay. All right. For all our campers. Ah, yes. Okay. Prayer and thanks for the new banner and Wanda's artistry. How's that? Nice. Yeah, she made us a beautiful banner. Any other prayers this morning? All right, then let us be together in prayer. God of promise and God of hope, through who through your great mercy have granted us new birth. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we praise your wonderful name this Easter morning. God of glory and God of love, who through your great power have granted us new strength to endure all things through faith in Christ, our risen Savior and friend, we praise your wonderful name on this Easter morning. From the beginning, you knew the final outcome. You watched as the jigsaw pieces were slotted into place and saw the significance of every moment. As your body was anointed with oil at the table of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, the picture was becoming clearer not only in your eyes, but to Mary, who recognized the moment. She gave generously, unselfishly, a costly gift 
freely offered, a fragrant sacrifice of perfume and love. And she noticed as she came to to your tomb to again anoint your body, but found it gone and became for us your first evangelist of the good news of resurrection. Keep us mindful of the moment as well to notice where you are active and where you are present and where you are needed so that we may be you for those around us. And we pray this knowing that we are not always the Easter people that we should be, not always a people who live in the certain knowledge of your great mercy and love. Distracted by the world around us, we fail to hear your voice, or we hide when our faith is challenged as we wander off the path. Send your spirit, be upon us, that we may remember our baptism and remember your life and live in your Easter world. We pray for all that is joyful and good in our lives. We give you thanks. We praise you for all that we have. And especially this day, we give you thanks that Mimi has returned safely to us. Give you thanks that Jamie and Katie are here to worship with us today. We pray and thanks for all of our campers, all of our children for their hard work and for the joy they bring for all they do for this church and for you. We give you thanks for this beautiful new banner that graces our sanctuary with bold colors and flowers in full bloom. Thank you for the spirit of art that you have given to Wanda who made it. We pray for safe journeys for all who are traveling today to be with family for Easter celebration. Especially we pray for Joyce and her sons and for her daughter in Germany. Though the world is filled with much joy and much that is good, there are parts of it that break our hearts, holy God. Places where there is sickness and violence, where there is death and mourning and grief, and people who need your healing hand. We pray this morning for B. She continued to recuperate and be back to her old self and pray for Will as he fights his infection. May their doctors and healthcare workers be compassionate and kind and make wise decisions. And lastly, God, we offer you our silent prayers even on a day of such joy as this There are things on our hearts that we cannot find the words to say or are afraid to say out loud. Hear us in our silence.
It was always your will, God of new life and God of resurrection, that we should find in Jesus Christ the one who would bring us home to you, lost sheep returning to the great shepherd, and that to your fold would come others from every nation upon earth as prophets had foretold, including those gathered here today to honor your name. So gracious God, we praise you for the promise of scripture, for the depth of your love, and for our Savior Jesus Christ who came back from the dead to show us that your love can never be separated from us and who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you are able, I invite you to stand for our final hymn. has come to us. God is building us into a faithful community. We have experienced a new faith's transforming power, and now God sends us out as witnesses to resurrection.
And go quickly and tell what you have encountered. Goodness reigns and tombs have no power to destroy. Depart from worship with glad anticipation. We take up our service to the risen Christ with joy. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen and amen. singing that for a lifetime, I'd at least know that verse, but apparently not. I thought I did. Morgan, happy Easter. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast.
If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.